it's saturday june 13th welcome to a freshly squeezed episode of bazaar i'm your host sid and joining me in the studio today is the one and only jatan mehta jatan is a science writer whose stories on space exploration have been published on a number of global publications like the planetary society the wire so check out his website jatan.space for all things space this guy is the real deal it's a pleasure to have you on the show I said uh, thanks for having me you're really looking forward to the conversation today so the topic for today is space and the privatization of space as you know uh, spacex recently launched two astronauts into space to international space station uh, it has been buzzing recently you know everyone is really excited about spacex and the space industry and uh, my question to you is that how does the mission to iss help develop the private sector and how will this open new opportunities for growth and ultimately lead to the privatization of space so one of the most important things about the recent spacex launch is that spacex launched astronauts uh, on a spacecraft that they built on their own which is human rated uh, this is unlike any other event in the past where only governments have been building a uh, human rated spacecraft uh, so you could take the example of the space shuttle which is iconic and uh, in the case of russia the soyuz capsule all of them are government built but in this case this is the first time in history a private spacecraft has sent astronauts to space on a private rocket no less so spacex carry, carrying nasa astronauts to the international space station uh, is very important in that sense and it has basically kick started the era where you can actually imagine private astronauts going to space in the future so it doesn't have to be you know nasa astronauts uh, going to space you or you and i uh, in principle could take a ticket on 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 board one of these capsules uh, and go to space as well and this also in the long term this goes in line with nasa's plan where they're part of the iss so nasa's part of the iss they want commercial industries to take over uh, so you they want to commercialize the space station end of it as well uh, wherein you can expect uh, private players to private astronauts to go to the space station as well uh, and have commercial activities being carried out in space for whatever reason so SpaceX's uh, milestone development of having a human rated capsule that they can use for sending not just NASA astronauts but also for other purposes is very important in that sense and the cost part is where it gets really interesting per seat uh, cost for sending an astronaut to space is about 55 million dollars compared to the approximately 80 to 90 million that NASA was paying to uh, send a US astronaut uh, on the Soyuz capsule of course there's also the uh, space shuttle which costed north of 200 million dollars per seat but that's not a fair comparison because the space shuttle had also also had a lot of space for cargo so but anyway the point being that 55 million dollar is not a bad price at all to put an astronaut in space and it will likely get lowered with time so uh, that's really something to look forward to yeah definitely i mean as we know in the in economics we have this concept of economies of scale where you know the cost gradually comes down and uh, 55 million is just where spacex is getting started so the uh, the road is very optimistic it's uh, i think you know spacex has a long way to go how how was spacex able to disrupt the space industry i mean it it was set up in 2002 and the action started in 2008 so what did spacex do 
in in principle to disrupt the space industry uh, so the most important point which people keep on raising about spacex is disruption is uh, reusability and that's that's definitely fair to an extent however what one doesn't typically think of is that you know an orbital class booster coming back from space uh, and after facing you know the heat of the atmospheric descent uh it takes uh it costs to refurbish the booster of course that's not not even close to the cost of building an entire rocket uh first stage again uh however it is some cost nevertheless and unless you start doing many reusable launches which spacex is inching towards uh definitely unless you start doing that uh, until that it doesn't return doesn't compound however the more interesting thing to me is that SpaceX's cost by itself even for a new Falcon 9 rocket is lower than what most people have been charging for a similar performance. You know the it's it's literally uh, almost 5 to 10 times of a difference in some cases. The cost effectiveness starts with the rocket itself and the reusability just adds a cherry on top of it and then there's the other part which is the cadence. The launch cadence of SpaceX is really high. uh and that's something that's uh that's not often as remarked so for example in this year alone despite the coronavirus pandemic situation we are in uh spacex has already launched like nine times and oh. uh, and i remember in the past year or two uh it launched twice in a week and and there are airlines which run uh, at a lower frequency than that so that's something to think about uh and uh, this this match of you know higher launch cadence with a very effective with very effective and affordable pricing relative to what it was before means that a lot of the people are able to send satellites to space or send more satellites to space than they could before that includes uh, you know governments which do not have a full fledged space program and we have seen the other uh, example of that with bangladesh launching their first satellite on a uh, spacex rocket for example and so on so that has been one of the you know it's the combination of all of these things that have disrupted uh, the uh, space industry as far as rockets are concerned and what do you think is the role of nasa in getting spacex to where it is today i mean uh, nasa has really backed spacex in launching projects to space so what what is the role of nasa particularly in getting where spacex is today Uh, it has been quintessential uh, to say the least because back when uh, spacex started testing their first rocket falcon 1 they failed uh, three times i think and uh, and then that's okay i mean it was a phenomenon uh, it was a uh, massive undertaking for sure but uh, that is the point where nasa showed trust in uh, spacex and allotted them a contract to send a uh, supplies to the international space station for astronauts on board their rocket uh, on board their own developed capsule so nasa showed trust in spacex back then and effectively funded them to go ahead and make perfect their rockets and now we know what the falcon 9 is capable of so nasa has clearly been very important in ma- making spacex what it is today and it has it continues to do so with you know astronauts launching on spacex's rockets and so on so uh, the role of nasa is uh, central uh, to this uh, relationship and uh, it is con- it is going to continue further as we see Uh, as we saw the news uh, last month that spacex has been selected as one of the candidates to launch a nasa astronauts to the moon in this decade as well so that relationship is only going to go further and there are other examples for example 
three years ago, I think uh, NASA launched its space telescope, a space telescope on board SpaceX's Falcon 9 rocket, which is kind of interesting to note because it's a privately uh, private rocket, and this is the first time a science mission is going on a uh, private rocket. So that's also very interesting to know for a person like me who is into science. Yeah, it's a uh, it's exciting stuff. So moving on, you know. we're talking about space here but it's this is not where space has caught on you know this is not the first time that we are seeing launches uh, we put a human on moon before that was 50 years back 1970s why has it taken us another 50 years to get this level of excitement back and what what is the reason why you know we've been so slow in growing the space industry like we at this at that pace right we by now should have put a human on mars so what's the hold up so yeah that's what i've been dabbling with a lot uh, going up when uh, you know interested in space exploration and wanting to know about what happened in the past and so on so it's kind of a bummer if you were living in the 1960s and the a uh, kind of science fiction that was also being put out alongside the actual missions happening one would assume in the 1960s and also the initial 70s that you know by 2000 you would have a human on mars and you would also venture beyond to jupiter which is what uh, 2010 uh, 2001 a space odyssey was all about uh, and so on so uh, there were dreams that people had uh, back then and the dreams were there because it was realistic it seemed realistic at the time given the sheer progress however we must acknowledge that the role that politics plays into all of this because you know people many people don't realize that space exploration and the space industry is not very different from any other industry in the sense that it is also politically intertwined and since the soviet union failed in uh, landing humans on the moon as well the space race did not quite continue as it could have if that had happened so the incentive to push further went away when nasa won the race to the moon once and for all so i think that is that has been central to the general stagnation that we have observed i mean this is not to say that a lot of good missions haven't happened since then i mean cassini comes to mind for example phenomenal mission i'm a huge fan but in general overall the stagnation is clear and i don't think anyone would disagree so uh, political motives have been mostly to blame we all know how deeply intertwined politics and businesses i mean i did a show uh, last week about geo platforms and i don't want to name anyone but we know how deeply you know the political connections run so yeah definitely politics influences business but i think uh, spacex and elon musk have done a fantastic job in getting the excitement back into the space industry so how how influential was spacex and elon musk in you know generating this excitement in in the space industry so uh, first and foremost i think just doing something like landing an orbital class rocket which is just huge and just landing that entire thing autonomously back on earth and which is something no one has ever truly done before is just mind blowing and truly sci-fi sq and i don't think anyone would ever disagree to that period uh, and the first time i remember the first time they did that and i was watching from home it was just you know too exciting uh, and i really remember that day and it was just mind boggling to see that happen in real life so that's one thing 
but the other thing is also you know we are living in the 21st century where while space exploration quite hasn't uh, progressed as we had hoped it to uh, something else has which is it and the digital infrastructure that we have so we have social media we have a super uh, connectivity across the world and we can watch a rocket launch from home and so on so spacex has done something really good which i don't think many people have or anyone else has which is to give really high real high quality footage of the entire launch through and through and have various viewing angles and even watch the booster land on its feet autonomously which is just amazing so combining all of these things they have used digital infrastructure to their advantage and i think that more people should do that cuff uh, isro <coughs> so uh i think that's that's something people should take note of and uh everyone should be doing that because it excites the current generation to do more and push for more and i think if we do things right and if spacex continues on this path we can have a even better human landing than we had in 1969 definitely this is an exciting time to live in i would say uh eliminating the space component from it you you know what what are the business opportunities that open up once you uh, launch into space or no you know what what are the business opportunities or the commercial activities that businesses could do in space um so th- there's quite a few things i'll start with the one which people may be most familiar with which is you know a lot of the times you get your tv from uh, uh, from satellite uh, satellites so that is one definitely one thing but there is also communication satellites which are central to our current modern way of living and you know uber would completely fail if gps satellites did not do their job for mm-hmm. example so uh, so th- there are some traditional markets w- in which the space industry has anyway been but there's also things like you know uh, there's a company called planet labs and what they essentially do is uh, image the earth at high quality and sell uh, the imagery data to companies like google for example which uses it in their maps so uh, which we all know and love and so uh, that that's another example of commercialization in space sector and then there's of course spacex which uh, you know you, spacex charges companies and countries to launch their satellites on top of their rockets so that's another thing that can be done and um, apart from that there's uh, there's an upcoming market for you know uh, it, although it's quite distant but it's going to happen which is sending uh, your scientific instruments on the moon for example so nasa has recently selected companies to send their scientific instruments on the landers that companies built to the moon so a commercial company will build a lunar lander and nasa will pay them to send their instruments to the moon so even science can happen commercially in the future and uh, there of course we uh, discussed the example of sending astronauts to the space station whereas where spacex gets 55 million dollars per seat from nasa so there's quite a few things that you can do and uh, as the as technologies improve in the future we may even think about asteroid mining mining and things like that but we are not quite there yet asteroid mining does sound appealing to me i would say so we've we've spoken about spacex what what are the other players other private players in the industry why haven't they been able to catch up to spacex you know everyone is talking about spacex i'm sure there are other private competitors that are you know competing with spacex so why are they so behind spacex what is spacex doing differently what what is the mode that spacex has um so i'll answer it in a different way so for the first thing is that there's not really a company which is quite like spacex so to give an analog uh, i don't think there's quite any 
company which is like apple for example which does a full vertical integration of their technology so spacex's ambitions are not quite matched by anyone else's so that's one thing uh, however there are some areas where there are, there are overlaps so for example blue origin which is a company founded by jeff bezos so blue origin uh, also won a nasa contract along with spacex uh, an initial contract to build a lunar lander Uh, which will land on the moon and which will carry nasa astronauts in it so in in that sense they are directly competing with spacex and blue origin is also building a a rocket of their own which is going to be more powerful than the falcon 9 although less powerful than spacex's upcoming uh, starship rocket so this ro- this rocket which they call new glenn uh, it will be about twice as powerful as the pa- falcon 9 and it will be so huge uh, uh, at the top that it can carry to full scale communication satellites uh, in its fairing which is not something others have been able to do so far so there are some unique things to that and then there are other companies which are not even trying to compete with spacex simply because they don't have to so for example there's rocket lab which is a company which builds really small rockets and uh, the the goal is to launch small satellites which cannot launch on a larger rocket because a small satellite paying and paying the cost of an entire large rocket doesn't make any sense and plus sometimes these small satellites which are often called cubesats they need uh, dedicated orbits which large rockets cannot give them so companies like rocket lab are serving the cubesat market dedicatedly and cubesats are something that even universities students in universities and even in india uh, are are building cubesats today uh, because a cubesat is much cheaper to build and the the most important thing about cubesats is that the miniaturization of technology with time it plays into uh, their advantage so for example if you take our phone uh, a, a phone can do today uh, 10 things which indiv- which which devices 10 to 20 years ago individual devices were needed to do those uh, at the time and now one single phone can do that because of the miniaturization of technology so similarly uh, cubesats represent miniaturization of space technology and with time their capabilities are increasing so that is the up and coming market that rocket lab is trying to cater to and it doesn't quite have a competition yet and things like that so, and of course we discussed planet labs which is completely doing a different thing so uh, yeah but in a sense spacex doesn't really have a competitor per se it has competition in specific areas but not quite all of it all right so to wrap this up i will ask you a question that you know i have been wondering for a long time and i think you know the listeners also want to know that what what is the vision of elon musk i know he's a visionary he he's a guy who plans a lot of things he wants to disrupt everything that he gets into but what is his ultimate vision when it comes to space so uh, i think I, i can only speak for uh, the vision that he has publicly spoken about so uh, what he says publicly is that uh, he wants to establish uh, a human colony on mars and the reason for that is really simple and i think everyone agrees with him on that is that uh you know regardless of the efforts to make earth better uh, at some point the earth is not going to last life on earth is not going to last because uh, we can take the example of dinosaurs for example the dinosaurs never saw the asteroid coming and with our science and technology today we can and in we can also make technology in principle that can avoid an asteroid from colliding with earth but either way we can tell an asteroid is coming and even if we assume that we are able to 
uh, mitigate the effect of an head-on asteroid collision things don't stop there you know the sun is getting bigger and brighter by the day so at some point the earth will not be habitable because the temperatures will simply shoot up beyond a point where life is possible and at that point at least if not before you would have to move to uh, mars or further away and that is assuming that we don't kill ourselves in a world war 3 or something like that so uh, that is one thing so the idea is really simple you know just diversify your homes just like you would diversify your investment uh, it just makes sense because you don't want all your eggs in one basket it just makes sense and and in in fact i i'm pretty sure that once you have a colony on mars people will root for expanding into the solar system and uh, i i just have a great recommendation here uh, just taking a, di- a digress here which is there's a show called the expanse on amazon prime the story is set in a in in the 23rd century where humans have colonized the solar system already and then a lot of interesting things play out not to spoil it for you so uh, just watch that uh, so anyway yeah uh, so i think yeah the idea is really simple you want to live and earth is not here forever so uh, we should definitely make efforts to make earth better but uh, at the same time it is even more important to survive so i'm going to i'm going to watch this show i'm definitely going to use my amazon prime subscription more often now there are, there is stuff you can watch on amazon prime this is not the key takeaway here but definitely go watch this and in order to fulfill his vision and see a human colony on mars spacex has been uh, building with a rapid pace uh, their new rocket and upcoming rocket which is called starship and uh, a lot of the people in the space industry myself included have been following closely the phenomenal pace at which they are making progress on a huge rocket like starship so just to give you a sense of scale it is going to be as or even more powerful than the rocket that sent humans to the moon which is the most powerful rocket in history period to date so starship is something to look forward to and uh, elon musk is and spacex for that matter is are putting all of their bets on starship and if everything goes smooth you may actually see uh, starship land humans on the moon first in this decade itself to that end we talked about how nasa has selected uh, spacex as part of their initial contract to send humans to the moon on the starship so that's the first step and after that starship will be used to send humans to mars as well and it is central to musk's plan of colonizing mars so it's a quite exciting time to live in and i i i can bet you that this is going to be way more exciting than the first human landings on the moon were if that happens then i'm sure that spacex can finally justify its 36 billion dollar valuation so yeah i am looking forward to it and thank you jatin for hopping on today's show it was great to have you guys if you want to catch more stuff from jatin you can visit his website it will be in the description it's called jatin.space people on the show may have certain recommendations to buy or sell securities so don't buy or sell on what you hear do your own research before you take any decision our email address is thebazarpodcast@gmail.com if you have any questions we'd love to answer all of them Also do let us know what you think of the show uh, it, it means a lot you know your feedback helps us grow the show and include more interesting parts into the shows so see you until the next time